You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. That's a wonderful song for who you are. Written by an old friend. Huh? Isn't that wonderful? Uh, during the week, uh, this, the, in the course of this week, the Lord spoke to me about some songs He's going to give to our worship team. Songs of deliverance. I'm excited. Amen. Guys, it has begun. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. You know, the time will come, they'll be singing your songs in many churches across the land. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Yes? Amen. There's something cooking. Talk to someone and say, there's something cooking. cooking. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. It's wonderful to be here this morning. And uh, I want to share with you something the Lord um, is dealing with me about. I call it in pursuit of the will of the Father. Say in pursuit. Of the will of the Father. Father. Your greatest fulfillment will come when you fulfill the will of the Father. Not necessarily your will, but the will of the Father is supreme. Okay? So we need people, God wants people who are in pursuit of His will. His will in every area. That God has his, his will for your life. He has His will for your family. Do you understand? He has His will for this church. He has His will for this nation. Yes? He has His will for your children. He has His will for your parents. He has His will for your siblings. He has his will for your career. For your business, he has his will. Are you getting me? Yeah. So if you don't make the will of the Father a priority, I have news for you. You have missed the road. You have missed it. And I don't know about you, I don't want to succeed at the wrong thing. I don't want to succeed at the wrong thing. I want to succeed at the right thing. So God is is looking for people who will be committed to his will. Just like Jesus was committed to the will of the Father. Just like Jesus constantly, constantly would stretch himself. He would inconvenience himself to please the Father. Many of us are so used to doing things our way and so used to only doing what we wish for ourselves. That is a recipe for failure in God's scheme of things. 
Do you know that at the end of your life, God is going to ask you about what you did with His will. What you did about His will. I'm telling you, He's going to ask you. In case you don't know, let that settle in you. Okay? Yeah, you are in that office to do something about the will of the Father. You're on that campus to do something about the will of the Father. As a matter of fact, you are on this earth for the will of the Father. <laughs> so, the Father is looking for people who are going to be passionate about His will. Okay? Who are going to pursue His will. Let's look at the book of John. St. John's Gospel, chapter 4. Jesus made a statement. This statement is interesting because um, this was when Jesus was in Samaria, right? He was traveling with his disciples and he decided to go through Samaria, even though Samaria was not the quickest route. It was a longer route to where they were going. Let's look at um, from verse 1 of chapter 4. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. All right? He departed, he left Judea and departed to go to Galilee. But then he needed to go through Samaria. It's like saying, I live now from here. Hmm? I need to go to Kempton Park. Wouldn't it be easy to just go off and then join Allendale and then? Yeah? Then I, I leave, I am going to Kempton Park, and then I decide to go to Rudderport. That was what Jesus did here. So, why did he have to take a longer route to get to his destination? Let me tell you, the shortest route is not always the best route. Come on, turn to someone. Say, the shortest route is not always the best route. So, those of you that are addicted to shortcuts, you better know when not to take a shortcut. I mean, there's nothing wrong with shortcuts, but if it's not the will of the Father, how many people know that it's not going to be short? <laughs> yes, because if it's not the will of the Father, and you take that route, to you it is short, but in fulfilling the will of the Father, it's not short. So a short route is not always a short route. 
So when you are tempted to take a short route, ask yourself, is this the will of the Father or not? I know we all love to save time, and that's fine. It's good. But there, everything that God does is for a purpose. So God takes Jesus on a longer route, right? He says, but he needed to go through Samaria. He needed to go through Samaria. And what did he do? He went through Samaria. And now we see that it is here in Samaria, it is here in Samaria that he meets that woman at the well. Obviously because they took a longer route, they're tired, they're hungry, yes? Jesus sends them to go get food and he's waiting by the well. That's the appointment. That's the divine appointment. Sometimes divine appointments are not necessarily linked to the route you have chosen. Not necessarily. I'm telling you. But Jesus is there by the well. And I'm, and I'm explaining this so that you understand the context. And you understand what led to the statement that he made later. Do you understand? Yeah, so you understand that he, he didn't just bring this out of nowhere. No. This is his philosophy of life. Then you go now to, you, you, you skip down to um, verse 34. Okay, before 34, he had sent his disciples to go and get food, right? And his disciples went to the city and came with food. Verse 31, in the meantime, his disciples urged him, Rabbi, eat. It's time to eat, master. Come on. We've brought the food. This is someone who sent them to go and buy food. They've gone all the way. He is hungry. Physically hungry. You're right? To eat. Rabbi, eat. But then he said to them, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Hello, what is this now? Why did you send us all the way if you knew you had food to eat? Why would you do that, Jesus? He says, I have food to eat of which you do not know. Therefore, the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Has anyone brought him food to eat? Maybe we took too long. And then somebody came and fed him. And he has finished. He has wiped his mouth. And, and, and they've gone. You know, some people, when they eat, you always see signs. There's always evidence that they have eaten. Here, there was no evidence. <laughs> yes. But Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Even though Jesus was hungry, but this is an opportunity to do the will of the Father. 
Because this is what brought them this route. Do you understand? This is what led them to take this long route to get to this place. So he cannot now abandon the main reason for which they took this route to go and be eating food when the will of the Father has not been done. Are you like that? Thank you. We are not like that. But we ought to be like that. He's our example. Yes? So that means, even if it is not convenient for you, and you have an opportunity to do the will of the Father, you do the will of the Father first. The will of the Father comes first before your Personal preferences. In pursuit of the will of the Father. And Jesus said, my, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. In other words, that, listen, although I'm physically hungry, but what sustains me is not physical food. It's the will of the Father that sustains me. In, in other words, what's going to keep you and maintain your sanity in life is the will of the Father. If you feel as though you are losing your mind, you need to get back into the will of the Father. If you feel as though you are losing your strength, you need to go back to the will of the Father. Am I making sense this morning? So the will of the Father is a priority. We must prioritize the will of the Father. If you feel as though you are being, you are burning out. <laughs> whose will is sustaining you? Is it your self-will that is powering your life? Or is it the will of the Father? It's important. It's important that we ensure that the will of the Father comes first in our lives. Father, what do you want? Why am I here? Hmm? Father, why am I so smart? Come on. Yeah, of course. I know you're smart. Oh, he, he, he gave you that for a reason. Why do you have that ability? Oh, why do I have such favor everywhere I go? There is a will behind it. Are you getting me? Why am I so blessed? There is a will behind it. Why am I so strong? There is a will behind it. Mm. 
the will of the Father should carry you. Amen? Even when you are challenged, why am I so challenged? There is a will of the Father. Why is this relationship so difficult? There is a will of the Father. Come on. You need to seek that will. You need to seek it. Why am I so misunderstood? Seek the will of the Father. You see, there are too many questions in life, but there is a simple answer. Complicated questions, simple answer. <laughs> yeah. Just find the will of the Father. And you'll be sorted. Instead of going asking every sampling public opinions. What do you think about this situation? Uh, I think you missed it here. You, you, you just blew it here. You, you, you. Okay, let me tell you. Do this, do this, do this. You know how people prescribe confidently and yet they're wrong? Try it one day. You miss your way. Just ask somebody, uh, how can I get to this place? They say, uh, you know, just go straight. And then after two robots, turn right. And then, you know, go straight. And then when you get there, just turn. In fact, you won't miss it. <laughs> By the time you go there, you find that you went the opposite direction. Said, Why can't you just say you don't know? Why? Why? I don't understand. So many times, I ask people, so whenever people are talking, I don't, I don't take it that serious. I say, okay, fine. Uh, okay. <laughs> because I see sometimes they'll say, just turn, and I can tell sometimes because they say, you know, when you just go, just turn left. And, and yet their, their hand is going right. <laughs> I'm like, what? So how can I trust this kind of direction? You see, so sometimes, a lot of times, I've discovered that people will, are so smart to give you, to prescribe things. Meanwhile, they are clueless. They don't have an idea of the context. They have not been privy to the will of the Father. And so, They'll just tell you whatever they're inspired to say at that time. And how many people know inspiration is amazing? Yeah. I can just wake up, you know, and just feel inspired to act in a particular way. And that <laughs> Hallelujah. So Jesus says to them, my food. In other words, my sustenance. Food is what sustains our body. Am I correct? Food, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. My food is to do the will of him. Who sent Jesus? The Father, that's right. The Father sent him. The Father sent him. So he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me. And not only that, to finish his work. So he was committed to the will of the Father and the work of the Father. What are we committed to? Many of us are only committed to ourselves. 
Hello, just look straight. Nobody, nobody will know you're like that. You just, I mean, just keep looking straight and say, wow. You mean there are people like that? Huh? Yeah. You need to think about the will of the Father. The will of the Father is important. How are you pursuing the will of the Father? That's the question you should be asking yourself. Every day when you wake up in the morning, how am I pursuing? How am I going to pursue the will of the Father today? Even in your prayers, how many times do you pray for the will of God? Hmm? Or just your desires? Your desires have a place in the will of God, in case you don't know. But the supreme is the will of God. The will of God. And that's why Jesus teaching his disciples to pray. One of the first things that he say, when you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So in the model of prayer that Jesus gave the disciples, you found that the will of the Father is paramount. The kingdom and his will. I don't know about you. I want to see his will done. His will is not that you are sick. Okay? And you need to understand that your health is part of his will. So don't wait until you are sick before you start praying for the will of the Father. Make the will of the Father a priority in your prayers. Most of the time, we wait until a crisis hits before we now start, Lord, get me out of this mess. But how good it would be if you had already committed yourself to the will of the Father before any crisis hits. As it is in heaven, let it be in my life. Amen? So if you commit yourself to that, how many people know that you already have a, a, a reservoir of faith to bring to pass the will of the Father? Amen. A reservoir of faith. Your faith, you, you build it up, build it up, build it up to a point where by the time something shows up, you don't need to struggle. You just stretch. And things happen. No wonder Jesus... Did you notice that Jesus never prayed for the sick? I didn't see anywhere in the Bible where he prayed for the sick. Did you? Oh, somebody's confused. I can see some eyes. It's like... Uh-oh. What is this? He didn't. He didn't. He just spoke. Rise up and be healed. Take up your bed and walk. Let it be unto you according to your faith. Hallelujah. He just spoke. But for Jesus, he doesn't wait for sickness. He goes to the Father. He prays. 
He spends time with the Father. He's praying constantly. Your will. Your will for today. Let it be done. The people you want, me to, you want to heal today. He prays for them before he meets them. How about that? Wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great? The people you want saved today. You pray for them before you meet them. Can't you see? It's going to be a difference. It will make a big difference. The people you have ordained for me to bless today. Bring them. Prepare me for them. Equip me for them. Empower me for them. Anoint me for them. Can you see how our prayers need to change? Yeah. So that's when, when you begin to pray like that, you know what? God will start giving you glimpses. He'll start showing you. Yes. He'll start showing you things that he wants done in the day before the day begins. But you want that. But it starts with a commitment to his will. It starts with a passion and a desire and a hunger to fulfill his will. To see his will done. My Lord. Am I communicating this morning? Or am I speaking Greek? Yeah. This is not rocket science, right? Turn to someone and say, it's just clear. You need, you need an expert to confuse you about this. You need a professor to come and confuse you about this. This is so simple. So simple. This is the will of the Father we're talking about. The Father does not complicate his will. Of what, what benefit will it be to him if his will is complicated? Yes? It's of no use. Glory to God. I want to fulfill the will of the Father. I want, by the end of my life, for God to say, well done. Not necessarily much done, but well done. Some will do much, but doing much of the wrong thing will give them no reward. But if you do the right thing and you do it well, then you will hear well done. So do you want to hear well done? Make the will of the Father a priority. Hmm? Look at what Jesus says in John chapter 5. He says, For this reason the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on Sabbath. Jesus went, right? Jesus healed somebody. There was a man at the pool of Bethesda. This man had been there paralyzed for so many years. And Jesus walks to the pool. Now, there are many sick folk there. Many sick folk. Let's look at John chapter 5. In fact, let's read from verse 1. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now, there was in Jerusalem by the ship gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. There were many sick people. It's like a hospital by the pool. Right? Many of them are waiting there. But then it was said that at, that t- at a certain time, without any announcement, 
an angel will come into the pool and stare the pool. And when he stares the pool, the person that enters first gets healed. The rest, sorry, the power is gone. Yeah, you better thank God for Jesus. Yeah. Hmm? So, this was happening. And then there was a certain man there who had an infirmity 38 years. Listen, how many people are 38 years here? Okay, imagine the day you were born. From the day you were born, this man had been sick. He had this condition from the day you were born. And now, look at how old you are. This man has been carrying this all along. Think about that. All right? So, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? Why did Jesus go to this particular man? Why didn't he go? There are multitudes there, the Bible tells us. Yes. Say the will of the Father. 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 Possibly, I'm, I mean the Bible is silent about it, but could it be that while Jesus was praying the will of the Father for that day, he saw this man in a vision? Is it possible? Could it be that when Jesus was praying, the Father showed him and said, Look, today you're going to go to this pool. And there is a man there. He's been there for 38 years. You go to him and you ask him, Do you want to be made well? Tell him to take his bed and go. Could this be the reason we're not seeing so many supernatural manifestations? Because we don't care about the will of the Father. Could it be? Did Jesus have the power to heal everyone there? Answer me. Why didn't he do it? Sometimes, because you can do something does not mean you should do it. Why don't you ask the Father? Obviously, there are some things that are already clear. All right? Like talking to your neighbor about Jesus. I mean, it's, you, you don't need to pray and say, Father, if it's your will. You know, should, should, should our tribe go out today? Father, please tell us. In fact, your tribe should go out every day. That's his will. Yeah? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. And while I'm coming, another steps down before me. There are people who can walk. This guy is paralyzed. He can't walk. He can't quickly enter into the pool. Those guys, they just arrived yesterday. They enter the pool and they're healed and they go. So this man is there, 38 years. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Was there a prayer here? 
Was this a prayer meeting? Okay, stand up now. No prayer. Hallelujah. You need to start operating like that. He says, the works that I do shall ye do. And greater works than these because of what? I go to the Father. You see, the Father is the source. The Father is the source of greater works. Yes. So if you won't commit to the will of the Father, you are not going to see greater works. I want to see greater works. And I believe you are being prepared for greater works. He says, rise up. Take up your bed and walk. This is not, uh, this is not, um, this is not even uh, commanding him. Be healed. He didn't, even say, he didn't even address the man's condition. That's imperial power. He didn't address it. It's like saying somebody has no shoes. This, this happened during the time of Smith Wigglesworth, Right? This guy had, was an amputee. And Smith Wigglesworth meets this guy's mission. He says to him, go buy shoes. Now, this guy has lost his legs. They've cut them off. He said, go buy shoes. Now, is that not an insult? Naturally speaking. Yeah. He said, go buy shoes. And this guy goes to the shoe, uh, to the shoe shop I says, I want a pair of shoes. And they're looking at him. <laughs> this is, I, I, I think this guy, I mean, he's lost it. Huh? He has lost it. And you know what? This man says, I need a pair of shoes. Say, okay, what size? The guy didn't even know what to say. He just... Uh, what size? I think he just called the size. They gave him a pair. And he took the pair home. He just, he just bought them and took them home. That's it. One day he woke up and he had legs. He woke up in the morning. And he had legs. Kamasolaba. The mother of miracles will manifest when you pursue the will of the Father. And the legs were perfect size for that shoe. Touch someone and say, it's real. God is real. But we must prioritize His will. We must pursue His will. We must pray for his will. Amen? Let's pray. Let's, let's, let's continue to seek his will. Continue to seek his will. But Jesus tells this man to rise, take up his bed and walk. So this man immediately, he was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. It was a Sabbath day. And of course, the Jews therefore said to him, who was cured. It is the Sabbath. It is not lawful for you to carry your bed. Can you see religious people? When he was there for, for 38 years, nobody 
address his situation. Now that Jesus healed him on a Sabbath day, they said, don't carry your bed. So he should just be waiting there. He's healed, but he should wait for, for the next day. What kind of doctrine is that? The wickedness of religion. Yes. And he answered and said, He who made me well said to me, Take your bed and walk. And they asked him, Who is the man who said to you, Take up your bed and walk? But the man who was healed did not know who it was. For Jesus had withdrawn a multitude being in that place. So Jesus did it. He didn't now say, okay, now guys, I hope you now recognize that the Messiah is here. No, after he did it, the Bible says he withdrew. So they didn't, they, the man didn't even know who it was. He didn't even know who it was. Hmm? Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See that you have been made well. Sin no more, lest a worse thing come upon you. So in other words, this condition was brought about by sin. <coughs> Hello? Yeah, his condition was brought about by sin. So after the man after the man departed, after the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus who made him well. So now he sees that, oh, this is the same guy that told me to take my bed and walk. So he now tells the Pharisees, okay, by the way, that's the guy, you know, that told me to take my bed. And that's when these people uh, wanted to now kill Jesus. <laughs> Please help me understand. What kind of thinking is this? Hmm? But then Jesus answered and said to them, Come on, let's read it. One, two, three. My father has been working until now, and I have been working. Can you see? So what Jesus did there was the father. Was the father's will. He, and he's still working. He said, what I did is my father. My father is working. That's the will of the father. He said, my, way, my, my, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. This is the work of the father. Healing people is part of the work of the father. Amen. Preaching to people is part of the will of the father. Amen. Getting people saved is the will of the father. Isn't it? In 2 Peter chapter 3, it says that it is not his will that any should perish. So when you preach the gospel to people, you are carrying out the will of the Father. I say, oh, well, I'm not called, you know, I'm just, I'm just a simple Christian. Yeah, you are a simple Christian after the will of the Father. Doing the will of the Father. Speaking to people about Jesus. Each time you, pre you preach to someone, each time you talk to the, someone who is not saved, you are doing the will of the Father. I'm telling you. I say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to disturb anybody. You know, everybody keep your conviction to yourself. No, don't do that. Don't do that. You need to be committed to the will of the Father. 
I don't know about you, but I think this is, this is a worthwhile pursuit. Amen. If Jesus could pursue this, yes, why can't I do that? I don't need a, I don't need a degree in theology to do the will of the Father. I don't. I just need to tell someone you need to be born again. That's the will of the Father. Is that not so? The will of the Father. Look at what the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish but that all shall come to repentance. Can you see? God's will is not for anyone to perish. It is not God's will for anyone to go to hell. It is not the will of God for your neighbor to go to hell. It's not the will of God for your friends to go to hell. It's not the will of God for your family to go to hell. It's not the will of God for anyone to go to hell, but that they should come to repentance. So when you bring people to repentance, you are, bringing, you are pursuing the will of the Father. So the question now is, are you in pursuit of the Father's will? You are so quiet now. Are you going to make it your pursuit from now? The will of the Father. Let's make it our passion in life. Hmm? If you are going to make money, what is the purpose for the money? Huh? What's the purpose of the money? If it doesn't bring about the will of the Father, what's the purpose? Huh? If you are going to get married, how, how is that linked to the will of the Father? Think about it. Everything is about him. Alright? Everything about it is about him. You're going to start a family. How is that linked? You must link it to the will of the Father. I don't care what you think about it. You say, oh, Pastor, you, you, you're just putting every, everything into the will of the Father. Yes. That's exactly. You got my point. That's exactly it. You're going to get married to someone say, we're getting married so that we can do the will of the Father better. I can only do so much, but together we will do better. One shall put to flight a thousand and two, ten thousand. That's what it's about. The will of the Father. It's as if we're in a graveyard now. Hallelujah. My time is up. Why don't we just pray? You know, honestly, if you're going to pray any prayer, you need to pray for the will of the Father. Lord, I want to be passionate about your will. I want to pursue your will. Even that job you have, I'm telling you, if you would look carefully, it's linked to the will of the Father. It is linked to the will of the Father. That business you have, or that business you want to start, it is linked to the will of the Father. Everything that God gives to you is linked to His will. 
every opportunity, every door, that door that he's opening to you, it's linked to his will. If you will search for it, you will find it. If you will ask for it, he will give it to you. He will show you. He will reveal it to you. Even your sitting here right now is connected to the will of the Father. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. Father, we just thank you. We bless you this morning. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. Your will. Oh, Father, your will for our lives. Your will for our families. Your will, oh, Father God, for our communities. There's a reason why you put us in the community where we are right now. I ask for your will to be done. Lord, I pray that you will put into our hearts a passion for your will. A passion for your will. A passion, such a strong passion for your will. Mighty God. Mighty God. Mighty God. Even this place. There is a reason why we are in this place. Even this property. There is a reason why we are on this property. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. There is a reason why we are breathing today. Let your will be done. Let your will be done. I want you to ask that his will be done in your life. Mighty God. Mighty God. Let your will be done. In the name of Jesus. Let your will be done. Que me sombra de que tus. Incateki bradabaha. Lega de batikete. Let there be alignment. Let there be a divine alignment. Let your life, let our lives begin to align to the will of the Father. Where there has been misalignment. Let there be realignment right now. Let there be realignment right now. Maybe our passions have been, have been led astray. Maybe, maybe we have been derailed. Maybe certain influences have derailed our passion. Now let everything be realigned to the will of the Father. It's not about our convenience. It's not about our preferences. It's not about, oh God, what, what we, we have dreamt about only. It's also about, it's mainly about your will. Let your will be done. Your will be done in my life. Talk to the Father. Come on. Surrender to His will. I say yes, Lord. I say yes, Lord, yes, to your will and to your ways. I say yes, Lord, yes, I will trust you and obey. When your spirit speaks to me, with my whole heart I'll obey. And my answer will be yes. Lord, from the depth of our hearts, we say yes to your will. We say yes to your ways. 
We say yes to your works. Do your work in our generation through us. Do your work in our generation through us, oh Father. Do your work, oh Father God. We say yes to your will. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.